to do this dumb joke like a month ago. I think it worked. And we executed it with perfection. Yeah. We hit those beats. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to move this for you guys. Put that over there. Don't want to obstruct anything. Uh, we can't see anything, which is no. partially by design. Well, I can see Kai. We can see Kai, and we can see Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith is smiling. Disapproving face. This whole, Is there a smile? There's okay. a smile. Maybe it's I like... can't see it, actually. <laughs> There he goes. Yeah, it is disproving. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, thank you all for coming. This is exciting. This is the second sort of weird night that we've yeah. done as a live podcast. Um, and I think uniquely to other live podcasts, most of the audience are not listeners yeah. to our podcast. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Because no, we're going to no recycle we're talking a ton of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, is everyone excited? Thank you, Nick. Do you regret not bringing water on stage, or are you relying on Brock to bring you water? Uh, no, Brock is good this time. It's actually Brett Hoy who's supposed to get it. It's a whole bit. It's a whole bit we planned, and, and you let this one die hard. Brett. You had your chance for water. That's hey, Kyle. Can we turn this down a little bit so I can turn our mics up? Does this work? Just pull us down a little bit. Are we happy? Is, it good there? is that okay for everyone? Is this too loud? Yell at Kyle, if so. Hey, sweet. So we did one of these live shows in April. Yeah. Uh, and here we are a book later, a book smarter, a book wiser. Uh, quick, so we can't see anyone, but would everyone mind sort of standing up for just a second? I like this. Uh Sit down if you're an active listener to the podcast. Okay, and I see most people. 
There's and, and there's no judgment here. Someone sat down. Was that Nick? We've got five. No, that was Brock. No, Nick's not sitting down. Is that Brock a half sit down? Okay. Now listen carefully to this next one, because there's there's two here that sound similar. If you've listened to an episode of the podcast, you can sit down. But we're going to do this in, in two waves here. If you've listened to an episode and then you're like, life got in the way, you got other podcasts, you're not listening to it, that's fine. If, if that's you, go ahead and sit down. Okay. If you've listened to an episode of the podcast and then you decided this is awful, <laughs> why am I wasting my life on this podcast? Now is your chance to sit down. Don't do I it, do want to see these. Don't do it. Don't you dare. And lastly, if you've never listened to an episode of this podcast, save for maybe the last live episode when, when some of you showed up, okay, okay. please have a seat. And that's everyone. <laughs> Were you not here at the last... Michael, you stand alone. Michael, you're still standing. Why are you standing? Okay. Well, thank you all for coming. This is, this is ridiculous that you guys would do this, but we appreciate it. How do we start this? I don't know. We talked. We t- we had a lot of plans, and then we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine." Yeah. What were some of those plans? I think we're doing a PowerPoint. Does that screen need to be down? No, nah, I left the iPad way back there. <laughs> Are we abandoning that? Yeah, I think we're abandoning that hard. If someone could bring that iPad, just unplug it from everything and bring it up here. We don't need it to actually uh, to do anything exciting, but uh, we're going to use it here in a couple minutes. Um, the Hardy Boys, by means of introduction, is a detective book series. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Adrian, let's hear for Adrian, everybody. Uh, Hardy Boys, where it's a detective novel series. Is anyone completely unfamiliar with what the Hardy Boys is? I see one hand, two hands. I can barely see anything. It's fine. It's fine. It's an American series um, that glorifies poor decision making. Yes. Sexism. Yeah. And racist, racism toward Italians. Yes. In a children's book. <laughs> Is that fair? That's very fair, okay. yeah. Uh, so we, we decided almost a year ago, probably coming up on the day. It was sometime yeah, in November last year. year. Yeah. Uh, you just got back from Africa. I had just gotten back from you Africa. You had that scare. Boy, were my arms tired. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I carried a lot of things over there. That's not a joke. I didn't. I was in poor shape at the beginning of it. <laughs> Laugh it up. Uh, but yeah, we we brought uh, we we met at Joya's Deli, and as while sitting there, we were like, we should we should really commit to something not worth committing to. Yeah. And a year later, <laughs> here we are, doing another live show, completely unplanned. Yeah. At any time, if you feel like clapping, please <laughs> don't hesitate. It's only going to make you like it a lot more. Uh, but as we got into this, so, so the first book, we did the first season, 20 episodes. These books were all rewritten in 1959 because they were too racist by 1959 standards. And it wasn't until after our first live show that we read the original first book. So we'd yeah. done like book one, and then we did the original book one. Yeah. And they did give it to Italians. Sorry about that. That's okay. fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> With the lights, no one saw that. 
But they, they gave it to Italians. Uh, they, specifically Rocco, the fruit stand owner. Rocco, the fruit stand owner, and Tony Prito. And really anyone Prito. with an Italian yeah. name. Rocco was written out of book two. <laughs> yeah. Tony came back. <laughs> yes, he with did. With a stolen boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what we learned, though, was that in the original books, they were 15 and 16 years old. And in all the rewrites, they are 17 and 18 years old. And that's a subtle but important difference. It is. It changes the game. I feel like I would judge a 15-year-old yeah. less for a dumb detective move than I would judge an 18-year-old. Yeah. Especially, I mean, and this is 1920s that these are written. Everyone owned a farm, from what Clearly. I assume. Yeah. I don't know a ton about the 20s. Yeah. Everyone had a farm. Most people were married by 16. Yeah, to start their I don't own know anything farm. about the twenties. The farm thing sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. We we talked a bit about what they farm, yeah. and we didn't come up with anything good. We didn't. Has, has anyone here alive in the twenties? Okay, I was really hoping to do some crowd work there. Yeah. <laughs> huh? The nineteen twenties? Are there Is other that options? Um, I'd like to take a moment to address a question that Al asked uh, earlier in the night Um, and this was I I mean I just need to share this with everyone Uh, my dad asked he he pointed at someone and he said who's the short guy with the beard that knows everything (laughs) Brett why don't you step on stage for a second (laughs) yes you sir Al, this is Brett. He's the short man. Yeah, give Brett a round of applause. Brett, Brett is. We don't know why you're on stage. I, just I don't remember. You to stay. I wanted you. people to see the height and see yeah, the beard. The yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to pause and give a moment of applause for Brett. Not yet, but in recognition, Brett is has since day one been an avid listener. Been a sub- we have three people who support us on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Brett has a lion's share of that giving, oh, um, and in exchange, we're a couple months behind. But he gets uh, custom photos of us, and I'm going to let that be yeah. as ambiguous and weird. <laughs> yeah, I like as that. this crowd's willing to let yeah. it be. They assume whatever they assume from that, really. I mean, yes. But we we try to do photos occasionally for our Instagram, and the photos we give to Brett go nowhere. They're just, just for Brett. Brett. And, and that's what he pays for, and he pays for this silence that, that you get to experience. <laughs> but uh, we really do appreciate all the support. So quick hand for Brett, and then he can... Doing a, a little hug over there? <laughs> so book, two, book one was The, the Tower team? Treasure. Yeah. And it was about treasure that was stolen out of a tower yeah <laughs> book two is called the house on the cliff any guesses as to what it's about house on the cliff Thank is you, exactly Grace. right they did a lot of spoon feeding in this book uh which was i i guess helpful if you're a child i i keep as we read these i keep trying to put myself in the shoes of like what is an adolescent reader in the 1930s taking from these books other than like overt sexism, yeah, and like understanding a woman's role, yeah. Um, and in the, f- the first book was downright offensive. Anytime a woman was mentioned, it was in the kitchen. It was yeah. There was food involved, without exception. Food was involved every time a woman was mentioned. Big improvement on book two, 
they just didn't include women. (laughs) 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 With the exception of Mrs. Hardy, who is fretting at at her children's disappearance, uh, there are no women. So they did address the problems. I'm sure they got a lot of letters. Uh, and <laughs> look at that. Look at that. You get what I you pay think for. about that. Yeah, all the side characters, all the women, they're gone. Um, so th- Except for Iola Morton. She was in one scene where she got kicked in the face by a kangaroo. How could I forget that? Yeah. <laughs> and they went so quickly past that. It was great. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, do you want to summarize, knowing that we've got maybe some trivia mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. with big prizes? <laughs> do you want to summarize what sort of happened in this book in a sentence or two? In a sentence or two. Um, I'm going to go to this case while you do that real yeah, quick. Yeah, there go. were um, boats, <laughs> um, cliffs, telescopes. There were houses and there were ankle rubs and wrist rubs. Um, there was a lot of undressed children. Which was strange. There was rare drugs, Japanese silks. <laughs> um, there were snapmans. There were Coast Guardsmans. There was Coast Guard Man. There's a Is lot that of about inconsistency. It? Yeah. yeah. I feel, does anyone feel like they don't understand what happened in this book? Can we move forward <laughs> with that understanding? <laughs> to any of the listeners, did we miss anything? Bugs Life. The, uh, the landslide. Oh, the landslide. Yeah. We're, we're going to get into that, and that's a great question. Um, I do want to take a second. Let's just see if I can pull this up here. Um, is this the PowerPoint? This is the PowerPoint, but we're just not displaying it as a PowerPoint, if oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great We cover. made this great. I don't know if you can see this. This is Hardy and Sons Live podcast, and it looks like a book. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going for the book. What's the question? Is the book for sale? Yeah, we'll make this available on our website, hardyandsonspodcast.com. <laughs> you can also go to our store and buy no shortage of merchandise, which we've made available based on like real, real flimsy inside jokes. Well, Brett's got one right here. Throw that up here. Here you go, guys. This is uh, from our website. Do you want to read that, David? That's Jerd Mergler. He's the turd burglar. <laughs> you get that for $19.99? <laughs> Worth every penny. Yeah. Our logo's on the back. Show them, show them oh, that. Yeah, There's we got, this, we got this sweet logo. It's yeah. David and I with little flashlights. I don't know if you can see that. It's as though we are the or, Hardy Boys. Oh, well, I like that. You gonna I was going to say it's as if we're on the shirts. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> Figured that part was kind of obvious, yeah. yeah. I like that you didn't throw it back to him. You just oh, I thought you, you threw know, it on the ground. I'm gonna sign Step it. On I'm it. gonna sign it and I'm yeah. gonna give it back to him. Is I that what to you do wanted, that as Brett? We came out, yeah. Okay, good. He brought his own sharpie. We also brought sharpies, assuming people would want things signed. <laughs> um, but we've got a couple trivia questions about the book in general. Uh, we need a volunteer to to step up to bat for a trivia question here. Hop up on stage, somebody. The sooner you do this, the sooner we move on from this ridiculous thing. Pretzel Pete! Pretzel Pete's coming on stage. I like this. Okay. The trivia question is, and he brought pretzels? Well done, sir. It's like the Jeff, your foot. Your foot, Jeff. Oh, my God. Jeff, your trivia question is... 
how many people get undressed in this book? And I can, I can make this more specific for the people here saying, how many people under the age of 18 <laughs> get undressed in this book, are described by the narrator by being undressed in this book? Uh, one, two, three, or four are your options. Two is incorrect. The correct answer is four. Both Hardys, uh, Tony Prito, Tony Prito, and Biff Hooper. <laughs> yeah, Spider Legs Hooper. Um, however, for coming up, check this out. Oh. You thought you thought there weren't going to be prizes, <laughs> you fools. Uh, we're not going to do it just yet. Uh, but this is a, uh, a photo of David and I. I will sign for you after the show. So give it up for Jeff, the commissioner. We've, we've got just a handful of these questions. I need another volunteer. Go to bat. You see what a high-stakes situation this is. Kai. Kai, is, did you say you've never read a book in your life? Okay. But a book. You've read a book. You've read, a book. You've read an audio book. Okay, good enough. Here's your question. So, as a bit of background, the Hardy boys, Frank and Joe, are sons of Fenton Hardy, who is insisted upon throughout the series as the world-famous detective. Yes. Do you want to ask the question? How many times does the world-famous detective, Fenton Hardy, get captured in this book? <laughs> Zero, one, two, or three times. That is absolutely right. Thank you. Hey, give it up for Kai. Give you a, gets captured you one of three these times. Guys. You can put that on your windshield three facing times. in. Thanks. Give it you up for get Kai a one more time. Too. Oh, yeah, if you don't have a sticker. Yeah, the world-famous Fenton Hardy gets captured not one, not two, but three, but three times, times in this book and is somehow still a famous detective. Yeah. That's the standard. And by it's which... by the same people all three times. Yeah. yeah. In, like, the same hallway twice. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't... He doesn't make it far. There's a scene where he escapes from them. His, his idea is to go back to where he was captured, right? And where he was held? Yeah, that's exactly the next trivia question. Is oh. Where does he plan to go? After his, Do I get hey, a sticker for this one? Here you go, David. There's a picture of you and I. Thank you. I got two. I'll sign, oh, you only get one for that question. Well, at least. Yeah, there's a whole plot point in the book where, like, they finally escape after the third time, after the second time of being captured. Yeah. And they, like, make it out of this, the house on the cliff and they're on the run. And then they're like, hey, let's go back in the house. Well, their choices were what? They were going to either get on a bus and hide. Uh, they that, were going to. That came the up. One? They were going to lay face down in the trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they had the cliff as an option. Yeah. Or option four go back into the smuggler's house and hide in the attic where there's no way out. Yeah. And that's what they chose. Classic. This is what you're missing when you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. Quick show of hands, and we can't really see hands. How many people want to be detectives? That one to everybody. Cool. Yeah. There's so many good ideas on being a good detective in this book, and so many good methods. Um, like if somebody's, <laughs> if somebody's running away, does anyone know the best way to find out which way they're going? Ear to the ground. Who Ear to the ground. That? Brett raised his hand yeah, and, Brett and learned a lesson. <laughs> learned a lesson about raising his hand. 
Uh, need one more. Need one more person for a uh, trivia Shade. question. Schwade has been elected. Schwade, your question okay. is: Which of the following four names did the boys think was a fake name? I'm going to read you four names, and one of them they were like, "That's probably a fake name." Which one of these four? Is it A. Sam Bates, B. Bill Jones, C. Pretzel Pete? Or D, Felix Snapman. Which was a f- which were they like, oh, that's a fake name. Sam Bates. Sam Bates oh. is incorrect. Sam Bates <laughs> identified himself as a truck driver who showed up the Hardy's house to say they found their dad, sort of. But you get a picture. And a sticker. And a sticker. Absolutely. Let's hear it for Schwade, everyone. The correct answer was Bill Jones. Bill Jones. Bill Jones in over fact, Pretzel Pete and yeah. Felix Snapman. When Pretzel Pete's name came up, they were like, that's a funny name. <laughs> yeah. When and Bill then Jones when Bill came Jones up, they were like, like that obviously seems fake. fake. <laughs> we, we have strange standards. Yeah. Uh, I do want to get into this a tiny little bit. This is So mm-hmm. I, we, we each picked a handful of parts of this book. Last time, our live show was Chapter 20. Yeah, that was a terrible idea. For those of you who don't listen to the podcast, we sit down and read the chapter, and then Mike's on. Hot take. Going right at it. And we decided to hold true to that for some reason at our last live show. So we came out on stage and then sat here in silence and read the final chapter. Yeah. And then we were going to react to it, but turns out no one (laughs) had been listening or paying attention to the podcast the entire season, so everything was very out of context. So this year we decided our last episode uh, that went up on Monday was chapter 20. Yeah, and this is just And this is sort of like some highlights, some recaps, some nonsense that we found entertaining, and for whatever reason we asked you all to come here tonight. (laughs) So thanks. Thanks for putting up with a weird night. That's kind of what we were going for, and man, did we nail it. (laughs) I'm still, I'm still shooken with that trumpet performance. Yeah, Bagel Shoe. Another, bagel another shoe. round of applause hey, for Bagel, bagel shoe. shoe. Where's he at? Bagel Shoe, take a bow. Vulnerable and memorable, incredible. And set the amazing. tone for the night. Allison coming Grace? up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Allison yeah. killed it again. Only in her second time, right? Doing stand-up? You're what, what's that? Second time. Better, do you want to do 10 minutes of artistic intimacy up here? The mic's right here. <laughs> uh, one more trivia question. And by one more, I mean three more, but need a hand <laughs> in trying to move this segment along. I think Al should come up. Who? Al. I think your dad should come up. Yeah. Get dad up if here. You wanna, if you want to answer from back there for the sake of, of the podcast, you can stay comfortable. Here's your question, Al. How many paragraphs in chapter one are dedicated to the technical configuration of a telescope. <laughs> Do you want to give the options? Six, nine, 21, or all of them? <laughs> He's going with six paragraphs. The answer is 21. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) More than... So, 
new to this season, David, you bought a book. What was it called? Oh, the uh, Ghosts of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Weird cover on that book. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's this guy named uh, Charles Leslie, Charles Leslie, Leslie McFarlane. McFarlane. We yeah. always get his name I wrong. I know. We always want to go with Leslie. But he wrote most of the first 24 books of the Hardy Boys. Like, he was the ghostwriter. It says Franklin W. Dixon. It's not Franklin W. Dixon. It's Charles Leslie McFarlane. Uh, and this book, more than ever, we really got into his head. Yeah, we, we tried did. to we understand why he was he writing the choices some of the things. he made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we assumed that he had he had just gotten a telescope. Clearly, because like the first chapter is thick, <laughs> yeah. thick with telescope. I, I made a, I made a bookmark. May I? You may. Let's see if I did this right. I'm going to read you two quick paragraphs of of just the boys hanging out. This is just boys being boys. In a book. Uh, this is about Chet. He and Biff watched in fascination as Frank and Joe began to set up the telescope. First, they unfastened the tape with which the tube and tripod legs were tied together. Joe turned the three legs down and pulled out the extensions to the desired height. Then Frank secured the tripod legs with a chain to keep them from spreading. What's next? Biff asked. Well, to get proper balance for the main telescope tube, we slide it through this trunnion sleeve. Does anyone know how to say that word? T-R-U-N-N-I-O-N. I'm looking at Mark. Brett? Trunnion sleeve. So we slide it through this trunnion sleeve toward the eye end like this. And after doing so, Frank tightened the (laughs) the wing nuts on the tripod lightly. Joe picked up the balance weight from the carrying case and screwed it to the right side of the telescope tube about one-third the distance from the eyepiece. (laughs) That was was three of the 21 paragraphs dedicated to the the really, really specific setup and configuration of, of this tripod. Um, but so it led us into the mind of the author who had clearly just bought a telescope yeah. and was tired of answering questions about how to set it up. I got nothing for you. I know. It's good, though. That's why I, like I paused that. this long. Yeah. You want to pull someone up for this one? Pull someone up? Yeah. Who do we got? Who wants to come up? Oh, Kelsey, active listener to the show. Season behind. Season behind. This is my cousin, Kelsey. She's pretty cool. Do you want to read the question? I will read the question. (laughs) High stakes. Everyone else has gotten their answer right. After hearing voices in the house, uh, the detectives conclude that it is A, ghosts, B, pirates, C, smugglers, or D, classmates? Ghosts. It's ghosts. Ghosts. Ghosts is absolutely that is correct. correct. Hey, let's give it up for Kelsey. What's that? Man, these things really stick together. Do you have better hands? Yeah. Better? There we go. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. They, these detectives, these detectives concluded that there were ghosts in the house on the cliff and not smugglers, which they were But it there comes to find. back to that. It turns out in the end. Oh this yeah, one of the smugglers trivia was question, like, "I it? was playing ghosts." Yeah, in chapter like eighteen, someone confesses to playing ghost with the children, and this is a grown man yeah, and I, a smuggler. Yeah, 
And he was just like, oh, there's a bunch of kids here. I'm just going to make ghost play noises. Ghosts. Why not? <laughs> play night crawlers. <laughs> need, one <laughs> need one more volunteer. I think this is our last question. Yeah. Joe, is Joe a listener, or is Joe just being volunteered by the only person who said anything? I see Adrian raising a hand. I see a hand from Adrian. All right, Adrian. Get You're up welcome here, welcome to come up here. Give it up for Adrian. Steadicam operator. Grip to the stars. Which of these books is not a real Hardy Boys book? A, The Mystery of the Aztec Warrior. B, Mystery of Cabin Island. C, Mystery of the African Mask. Or D, Mystery of the Chinese Junk. <laughs> he is saying Cabin Island. He said Cabin Island is the most normal one, so it's not real. That is the right logic. It was actually the African Mask is made <laughs> up. There is an actual Hardy Boys book. Book 39 is called The Mystery of the Chinese Junk. <laughs> That's, that made it through the publisher. They were like, yeah. The, the rewrites, yeah. Do it. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. We let up on Italians a little bit. The Chinese can have Well, I think at that time, they thought all the, the Chinese cars were junk. <laughs> Give it up for Adrian. We're going to visit. Thank you, Adrian. I think... I think that's all. Yeah, that's that all of our. That is all the trivia. That's the end of the trivia segment. Give yourselves a round of applause for putting up with that for as long as you did. Come on, Keith, give me a smile. There we go. Thank you. Hey, Brett, where's that water? Okay. What did you guys ex- up. What did you guys expect when you came here tonight? <laughs> this, pretty much. That's a good answer. Just. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. Well, that was absolutely part of our strategy. We talked about that. Like, yeah. let's, let's have good openers that'll bring their friends that will begrudgingly sit through this performance. Yeah. <laughs> and we got exactly that. Well, Bagel did a great job. Thank it you, was Bagel. Vulnerable. Yeah. Let's steal a cheap round of applause from Bagel. Bagel, everyone. <laughs> um, so, uh, can I take a swing at summarizing in the book? Swing. So... In, like, the, away, the second signs. page, Fenton Hardy's like, hey, boys, you want to go find some smugglers? Yeah. Because that's a thing dads do <laughs> to their 15-year-olds. They're like, hey, take this telescope, <laughs> describe it in detail as you set it up for your friends, and look for smugglers. And they found some. And then Fenton Hardy was captured. Oh, actually, did we, we skipped a question. We did? Which one? Yeah, we skipped a trivia question. Uh... I'm just going to spoil this one for everyone. There's a trivia question. So the boys are, are looking for these smugglers, and their dad is gone. Their dad has been captured for the first of three times. Uh, and they, f- they know that his hat, they see his oh, yeah. hat uh, inside. They like go to, to the house on the cliff, sure enough. And inside, they see as they're talking to these people who are like, get out of here. We're, we don't have time for this. They see their dad's hat with blood stains all over it, to which Joe remarks... Forget the it's line. a shirt, man. Yeah, I know. It's merch. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I like the look of those. I don't. Well, like I don't the, like the look of those blood stains. Yeah, that's who Joe. said that, by the way. Yeah. Pete, dude, you're on Pretzel it. Pretzel Pete, do you own the shirt? Go to the website. 1999. <laughs> we 
we put the prices as low as possible. Like, it's like, sell these for $27 and you make $6 profit. And we're like, no. Yeah. Let's lose money. Brett's bankrolling us slowly through Patreon. <laughs> and it's worked out pretty great for us. I actually think we're the only ones besides Keith and Brett who have bought merch. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jesse made that onesie by herself. That's a great onesie. I don't know if everyone saw that or not, but yeah, my son was in a, a Hardy and Sons podcast onesie. 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Brett still hasn't gotten you. He's water. not that's gonna hilarious. get me that drink. I don't think that's gonna You're gonna happen. have to call in Brock. <laughs> Brock. Oh, you're too kind. You don't have to do that. I'll do the water on the rocks, please. Thank you. Well, of course, Brett's not going to do it. <laughs> That's true. That's wow. true. He's not wrong. Nail on the head yeah. there. Damn. But the, 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 the other trivia question was, they have this confrontation with these strange, suspicious characters at the house on the cliff, and they see their dad's hat covered in blood, and they're like, hey... What's with our dad's hat? Yeah. Oh, they didn't say that. They're like, what's with that hat that's covered in blood? And our trivia question was, how do like these smugglers sort of cover it up for the boys? Like, what's the excuse they give of why they have this bloody hat? And the options were like, oh, we were going to turn it into the police, mm-hmm. um, or we found it, it was ours, uh, or I was going to wear it, um, or I, I don't know the other option, but it wasn't the other option. Uh, but they told the boys off. They're like, oh, yeah, I found that on the road. I was going to wash it so I could wear it. <laughs> that was my plan. And the boys were like, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that checks yeah. out. That's what you do with the bloody hat. You wash it. Then you wear it. Thank you, Brock. Wow, that was fast. Oh, I got one, too. Hey, give it up for Brock, everybody. <laughs> Can this be a reoccurring bit in every live show? I was going to say, I met Brock for Last the first time April as when he, he brought us water. water on stage. Yeah. yeah. And here he is again. Being cheers so much to Brock. more. Yeah, cheers to Brock. Here, here. Not to Brett. Um, Thanks, Hal. So as we were talking about this live show, we were trying to like say like what is <laughs> what is the ideal length for this episode? Oh, I just remembered something. What do you remember? Um, tell me about Hanson, the band. Do I need, what do I need? I need more than that. I heard that you're a massive Hanson fan. I'm not a massive Hanson fan. I, I do I, enjoy their music. <laughs> They're objectively good artists, and I was made aware of that when I met my wife. <laughs> I have seen them live, and they put on an amazing show. Okay, that's all that meant. Didn't you what meet you them at some point, too, or call them? They signed a picture for my wife, but it was done by two degrees. The main weatherman in Tulsa, Oklahoma, knows them <laughs> and is a friend of mine. And as a favor, he got me their autographs uh, for Jesse. And I believe it's still currently hanging in my son's bedroom. <laughs> it's a happy birthday, Jesse, from Hanson. They just signed it as Hanson. No, I mean, they put their names. Okay, yeah. Taylor, Zach, and Isaac. Everyone knows their names. Everyone, anyone here could have done that. That's not unique. That's not weird. I'm relatable. Right, Allison? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to know who knows the answer to this question, but how long have we been on stage? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that answer, too. All right, well, we'll start the hour timer now. 
There we go. Uh, what highlights do you have from the book? I mean, we have this blank slate of these captive fans who, <laughs> who somehow would feel weird walking out at this point. So we've got yeah. a couple more minutes. I still I like the landslide part. Landslide part's a great part. So I did mark this too. So by contrast to the telescope, where we got every bit of detail about yeah. how, to set it, how far down does the weight go, one third, we got all that. Uh, with the landslide, there's a couple paragraphs. May I? You may. Uh, I think this is preceded by uh, Biff turned to look over his shoulder. A landslide, he shouted. Rocks and dirt, loosened by recent heavy rainstorms, were tumbling down the steep hillside at terrific speed. Frank! Joe cried out in horror. He jammed on his brake, they're on motorcycles, and disengaged the engine. As he ran back to warn his brother, Joe saw that he was too late. Biff had rushed up, and both could only stare helplessly, their hearts sinking. Skip it a paragraph. The two boys, the motorcycle, and the telescope were bowled over <laughs> by the falling rocks and earth. As the rain of debris finally stopped, Joe and Biff reached their sides. Beautiful. So we're going to fast forward a little bit as they're like, oh, my God, is everyone okay? Yeah. Okay? Uh, do you want to take this, this bracketed paragraph there? Do you see I put the brackets on there? Yeah, I see the brackets, but you pointed to this side. And I, I didn't mean brackets. to. I was holding the book. I was oh, pointing to these brackets. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by this time, Frank and Chet were standing up, and Biff remarked, While you two are getting your breath, Joe and I can take the biggest rocks out of the way. Some motorist may come speeding along here and break his neck or wreck his car unless this place gets cleaned up. So this whole landslide scene, just a show of applause, uh, round of applause for if you're familiar with the landslide scene. So there's this strange thing where there's a landslide that knocks these guys off their motorcycles. Yeah. Like rocks Big hit. jagged rocks. And they said, we're going to have to clear these huge rocks. Yeah. I Googled, like, Google image search landslide. Yeah. It ain't pretty. Yeah. It's not a good situation. <laughs> and the next, do you, you want to read that one there? That next bracket? Um, skipping over the Yeah, skipping. Skipping Bender. Yeah. Skipping Bender. You can read the Bender line. It's I like a great the line. Bender Read line. the Bender line. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, I'm okay, Chet insisted. The rock that hit me felt just like Bender. <laughs> that big end on Milton High team. He's hit me many a time the same way. <laughs> I just like that line. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the only mentor of, mentor of Bender in this whole book. I'd like to see him be a recurring character. to being character, hit though. by a rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Chet's, clear. Chet's the fat one, and we know that because... Every time his name comes up, they're like, the stout boy. <laughs> yeah. The stout boy replied, and he's eating. Um, but Chet gets hit by a rock in the yeah. shoulder and is, you know, relates it to this football player hitting him. But as we pictured, like, what does a landslide have to look like for a rock to hit you in the shoulder? And how do you not die? Like, if a landslide covers the road and you sort of ride through it, that's one thing. But yeah. if a rock is at any point at shoulder height, <laughs> yeah. it's also going to kill you. That's just what rocks do when they're at shoulder height. If they're going to hit you, they're going to kill you. Uh, but if we, if we move past that, then, then take the next paragraph. 
Frank, too, declared that he felt no ill effects. Together, the boys flung rock after rock into the field between the road and the water and, in pairs, carried the heavier rocks out of the way. Guess we're all set now, Frank spoke up. Biff, I'm afraid you're going to be late getting home, he chuckled. Who is she? Yeah, Biff has a date here, it turns (laughs) out. Um, So another mention of a woman in service to Biff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so they clear the road of this landslide, and this is where we struggle. Like, how do you describe a telescope in such detail? But But this landslide. This landslide where a rock hit Chet in the shoulder, like, covers the road, and then they clean it up real quick (laughs) before other cars come along. It just seems like... Seems like a gap in logic, which is a big part of the writing of this book. Are you taking my book? No, I was just putting it face down. Can I have my book? You can have the book. Thanks, man. It's your book. Take it. So that's a landslide. (laughs) Round of applause for the landslide. I still think that's our best episode. Yeah, that four or three? That's three. Yeah, if you uh, if you love this live show so much that you're like, oh my god. I need to dedicate more of my life to this. Check out episode three of season two, Landslide. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hot one. It's a good one. It's a good one. We were talking about this a couple episodes ago that we are absolutely like the world's foremost authority on On the Hardy Boys. Not the Hardy Boys. All of the Hardy Boys. We've spent so much time with these boys. Not yet, but. To, uh, to our listeners, each of these episodes, thank you. It's like an hour and a half long <laughs> at this point. And we, like, one episode is one chapter. Yeah. And we go deep. We get into the characters, we get into the, the author's psyche. psyche. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're all over the place. And I think, even considering the volume of book reports that have been written about these books, I don't think anyone's got more of a latch on it than we do. No, I agree with you on that. Shit. What Hon- is it looking for? <laughs> honestly, my watch is showing me the Wikipedia result for book. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Siri. Your <laughs> contributions are... <laughs> they have so much value. Uh, oh, I have the bloody hat scene, but we already sort of talked yeah, about Yeah, we went that. into the bloody hat. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm trying to think, what's the other really uh, powerful scene? Brett? Uh, <laughs> Apparently nothing. Oh, when oh, they the get the denim turban? Do we want to yeah. talk about the denim turban? I do, but before we get there, so... Uh, Kamish is dressed as Pretzel Pete tonight, um, who's a character in this book who works at the waterfront selling pretzels. Yeah. And is one of these cliche, like, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Like, well, there's, there's a the smuggling naked gun guy. ship coming in. What was his name in police Naked squad. Gun? Police Squad. Police Squad. Yeah, yeah Johnny. Shoe Shiner. Does anyone watch that show? Police Big Squad? Big Police Squad fans here tonight. I'll... There's your homework. Nope. Um, but so Pretzel Pete makes pretzels and just sort of knows everything. Yeah. And... Uh, so the second time that they're meeting with Pretzel Pete, there's this strange thing. So uh, the Hardys went up the street saying in a loud voice in case, oh, they're trying to be super, like, incognito. This is, yeah. this is the kangaroo. Yeah, this, this yeah. is right after the kangaroo. Uh, Iola and Kelly will get a kick out of these. Uh, 
Say, Frank, here comes Pretzel Pete now, Joe whispered. The Hardys went up the street, saying in a loud voice, in case anyone was listening, that they were hungry and glad to see Pete. Nobody makes pretzels like yours, Joe exclaimed. Give me a dozen. Two for my mouth and ten for my pockets. <laughs> and it's, yeah, not only gross, and that comes back that in comes so back. many ways, yeah. but this is more than anything like, these books are written in during the Great Depression. Yeah. And any chance they have to like load up on food, even fictitiously, the yeah. author's like, oh, yeah. I bet they ordered 10 pretzels. What do they call pretzels, too? They were like delicious, delicious salty rings. Delicious salted rings. Yeah. I yeah. like that a lot. Which is not the shape of a pretzel. <laughs> no. But Pete was cool with it. The pretzels do come back. He does take 10. And in the end, when they find uh, their... Uh, kidnapped father who, uh, what were they? They were not feeding him or here, letting I'll, him drink? I'll, I'll take it right here. Take us. Uh, they noticed uh, his father, he was afraid uh, their father was going to faint. Joe, re- this is when they're escaping before they go right back into where they And this is also, what, uh, 14 chapters later from the this idea that he had 10 pretzels? later, yeah, uh, from the 10 in his pockets. Yeah. Joe recalled that his father had had no food except the candy bar. There was a candy bar at some point because it's the Depression. <laughs> Ramming his hands into his pockets, he brought out another candy bar and some pieces of pretzel. Quickly, he filled both his father's hands with them. <laughs> now, they had been swimming at this point, too. So oh, yeah. Were so, yeah, pretzels. they had been swimming. Yeah. They lost their, ni- like, they lost their pocket knives that were in their pockets, but, yeah. the, pretzels but the pretzels stayed, as did... This is the second candy bar Joe has pulled out of his Those pocket, Those had to be too. so mushy that they just, you know, stuck to the pockets. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just scooped in there and came out this like was This was before potatoes. hard pretzels. Like, Kamish brought hard pretzels. Yeah. Which can get stale and still be edible, but like a soft pretzel? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. And that's what Joe pulled out of his pocket. Yeah. Rammed his hands into his pocket <laughs> and brought that out. Um, I did want to put into reference uh, their father and how they look at their father, this world-famous detective. Uh, chapter, uh, sorry, Roman numerals, 14. The, uh, so they finally find their dad. Uh, do you want to, it's just the first paragraph of chapter yeah. 14 there. Mmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. Joe gave mm. <laughs> Joe gave a start. It is dad. Oh, it's exclamation on, mark, you, but he's he's whispering this. Yeah, hang on, can I put a little context before <laughs> yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. What's going so on? So they've been like crawling through these tunnels and they've li- just listened to this altercation of their dad like being beaten and threatened on the other side of this wall. And then all the smugglers leave <laughs> oh, yeah. and they come upon their dad tied up like as a prisoner in this room. Go ahead. Joe gave a start. It is dad, he whispered hoarsely. He found the smuggler's hideout. That's not <laughs> what happened. He was captured by the smugglers, beaten, beaten within an yeah. inch of his life. He was beaten so hard his hat fell off. Yeah, his hat fell off covered with blood, <laughs> yeah. and they brought him to this room, and his boys are like, oh, dad found the hideout. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, that's not what happened, boys. <laughs> Your dad sucked. <laughs> Your dad failed hard, and you just rescued him, and he would be dead without you. 
That's dad for you. Uh, <laughs> there was one other note about dad. Uh, do I have my Do I have my bookmarks right? Quick, this David. just says eating. Is that how oh, you that, organize that, that it? What's he going was on here? The pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So there's a chapter called the Secret Mark. What's it called? It's important. Oh, was that the, the letter? Strange message. Yeah. What is the strange message, David? I don't remember. Is that the letter that? Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's the letter to Mrs. Hardy. What yeah, was yeah. strange about that message? Uh, he didn't give the uh, was secret initials or something that he does to let her know he's all right. Yeah. So so Mrs. Hardy gets this letter that's like, I'm fine, Fenton, <laughs> and she's freaking out because she's like, Oh my god, he's not fine. Yeah. And the boys are like, Why do you think he's not fine? He clearly said he's fine in that letter. And she's like, he didn't put the secret sign. Mm. He puts a sign under his name if he's not writing under duress. That sign's missing. So then that launches the whole, like, boys going and hunting down their dad. So when they... So this is right before we just uncovered him as discovering the smugglers. Uh, do you want to... So they're, they're, they're demanding that Fenton Hardy write another letter saying, like, hey, chill out, everybody. I'm fine. There's no reason to come looking for me. There are no smugglers. And he's resisting. And they're like, no, you better write it. And he's like, I'm not going to write it. Uh, and so this little bracket section there. Uh, there was silence for a while. Then Fenton Hardy answered slowly. My wife and boys would rather know that I died doing my duty than have me come back to them as a protector of smugglers and criminals. Yeah. He already wrote one letter, though, yeah. doing exactly that. This is the second letter he's being asked to write. He wrote the first one yeah. and is refusing to write the second one. I'm to do it one. again. I did it once. I would rather die than protecting smugglers again. Once is enough for protecting smugglers. I like Snapman's response to this, though. He goes, you have a very high sense of duty, sneered Snapman, but you'll change your mind. Are you thirsty? <laughs> oh, yeah, they try to starve him out, which is why he needs the pretzel. That's why he needs the pretzel. Yeah, but yeah. you're going to eat a pretzel, it's going to make you more thirsty. <laughs> Pete over there gave me a pretzel today. I was like, damn, that's a bad idea. I know Brett's not going to bring me a water. <laughs> if, if not for Brock, if not where for would Brock, we be? Yeah. Parched, that's oh, right. Oh, nice. Nice. Full circle. For those of you not understanding, Parched is the name of a team that half of these people are on. Oh. Uh, I've got one last note from this book that I think is worth sharing. Yeah. What do you uh, got? It's so, to, to, to summarize, dad gets captured. Boys go looking for the dad. They break the dad out, and then they all get captured a second later. Yeah. In like the worst written scene, it's like. There's she, like you know they're coming they're punching he knocks the gun out of his hand and then it takes one paragraph to be like within five minutes the boys were tied up in the room again <laughs> like it's super bad writing and keeping with that super bad writing now they're all captured but then they escape and hide in the attic <laughs> okay, captured yeah, again yeah, yeah. but while they're up there their friends go on this adventure to come find them and the coast guard is like the popping. Yeah, yeah. That's w well said. How would you describe the Coast Guard? As a crazy man. I imagine if this was a movie, he'd be played by Joe Pesci. <laughs> well said. Yes, thank you. I like picturing that. That's <laughs> yeah. good. And that's yeah. not you, boy. Don't get excited. 
an inside yeah, joke. The Coast Guard is like, so these high schoolers come to the Coast Guard and they're like, hey, we think our friends are, are kidnapped. And the Coast Guard is like, hey, we'll go look into it. You guys want to come along? We may have to shoot some people. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, they literally say that. In but several, like, several different times, they're like, hey. I think there's, like, a light em up sort of scene, too, yeah. isn't there? And they're like, hey, get ready. Things might start popping. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> is. They say popping yeah, poppin twice. twice. Uh, but so they finally confront this boat that's doing some smuggling. Uh, and do you want to take the bracketed part there? I like this. I bracketed. He ordered the boys out of the line of fire in case the smugglers should attempt to retaliate. They obeyed. And... <laughs> And though from their shelter the three could not see the speedboat, they listened intently to what was going on. So this is like a speedboat chase, like the Coast Guard, they're chasing this boat, and the author has decided to make it so that the boys can't see anything. Yeah. (laughs) That's exciting. As the audience, too, we just get to listen to it. That's the worst thing that the author could do. It's like a low budget like you've, book. You've got to shoot around it. Yeah, this is a decision that a sound. producer would make. Like, oh, we don't have the money for a shootout, yeah. so let's like just film them hiding. But this is a book. <laughs> this is the 20s. They didn't have film. They didn't have any idea that this would be made into a weird TV series in the 70s with 40 year old men playing the Hardy Boys. Yeah, yeah. Google Hardy Boys TV show. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the guys playing the Hardy Boys are well, one's like 40 and the other's 16. It's a weird. <laughs> It's a weird dynamic with some great bangs. <laughs> I think that's my last note. There's this beautiful change of heart. So they, finally, they obviously... Tell me about Malloy. I love the Malloy bit. Oh, when they get captured, after they escaped once, Snapman, king of the smugglers, is like, hey, we're going to have somebody watch you so you don't escape again. Let's have this Malloy guy. And the only thing he says before he leaves is like, and don't fall asleep. And what do you think Malloy does? If you were a bad author, what would you have Malloy do right after being told not to fall asleep? Audience question? Fall asleep. Fall asleep is, is exactly yes, you all what get Malloy stickers. did. Yeah, there's plenty of stickers. I can't tell if you're making fun of us for being on stage or if you're mimicking Malloy. But, uh... Yeah, the crowd's not going as wild as we anticipated. I got one to Michael, right? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> but so, the, the, the thing about this book, and the last thing that I have about this book, is I'm going to go to page three of this book. Which is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, page two. So there, this is right after Venton Hardy's like, hey, I need you guys to look for smugglers because I'm a bad father. And Mr. Hardy says, I strongly suggest that a man named Felix Snatman is operating in this territory. I'll give you the whole story. And then on the like, last chapter, yeah, it's Felix Snapman, based on the hunch on page two. Yeah. Everything got wrapped up. And Felix Snapman gives this beautiful speech. Like, cornered, you did a great job. And so, if, and if anything, if you guys don't listen to any other parts of the show, in our last episode that went live on Monday, mm-hmm. David reads Felix Snapman's speech and his change of heart and how he's going to turn the house on the cliff into a boy's home. 
to to help other boys who don't yeah, have fathers like him. He goes into like his him. childhood. Yeah, he didn't have a father. Yeah, it's deep. His uncle didn't give him money when he came to visit him. Yeah, and that his comes mom out. had to work. Yeah, his mom had to work on vacation. It was <laughs> yeah. weird. It was weird. Um, but uh, my father died when I was little. I was pretty headstrong, and my mother couldn't manage me. Well, that does sound sad. My uncle who owned this place might have helped me, but he was mean and selfish and never gave us any money. <laughs> and skipping the rest of it, that's why he smuggles. Yeah. And that's why any of us smuggle. <laughs> and, and we have smuggled a few, a few hours of your time tonight. <laughs> and we thank you. Is there anything else? Mm. I don't mean to belabor the point, but... No. Do you want to take it out in the rhyme? Do you have something? I don't. I don't either. To our four listeners, we do the thing where we end each episode with a rhyme, and this is exactly what we look like as we're like, oh, crap. Yeah, we're supposed to do we it. We forgot to come up with a rhyme before. Yeah. Well, so the rhyme is book three. Do you have it? Yeah. What rhymes with three? I, I could say something on the lines of, let's let these people go free as we wait to do book three. Thank you guys very much. (laughs) Will you play? Oh, it's gone. Could could you do the Cheers theme song one more time? Two or three more times. Two or three more times with the Cheers song. Thank you.